Welcome to the Side Talks podcast. Whoa, you went low. I don't know what I was doing there. I just I was like, let's do a funny voice. Um, you're kind of like a gruffer version of the Micro Machines guy. Oh, that's true. Um, My brother wanted those hardcore so did one I. year for Christmas. Holy he was like shit. into the mic. And I couldn't get it. That's where the, I was like, this is some kind of weird thing that I'm not understanding. Kind of like I don't understand why you listen to Rush. Same thing. Um, anyway. Yeah, acquired tastes, both yeah. Micro Machines and Rush. I bet my brother at one point in his life was in his room fucking around with Micro Machines listening to Rush. That's a mashup that I that I feel like is fueled by testosterone. Well, what's up, Ding Dong? Speaking of things fueled by uh, testosterone. Of course, of course. Uh, and a special shout out to the Cory Heads and Kittens out there. Yeah. It's the Side Talks podcast. We talk about Rush. Um, that song Tom Sawyer, of course, used all over the uh, the Iron Claw, the new Sean Durkin. Oh movie yeah, from that makes sense. Twenty four. Yeah, it you brings know, it's, a nice dark vibe to stuff. It's I in mean, that late seventies, eighties sort of context. Um, it makes sense in that context. It doesn't make sense coming out of a twelve year old boy's bedroom, in my opinion. It just was well, annoying in, to me. I I would say that if Rush isn't for twelve year old boys, it's for it no for, one. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's entirely Russia's audience, and God bless them. You, you know, twelve-year-old boys and those of us who are twelve-year-old boys at heart. Let me give a shout out really quickly, okay. to my good friend Dave Pollock, who I I'm going to tell you right now had an email address, and I bet it's gone now. But I the origins of his email address cracked me up when he told me, but okay. it was like. You know, I was like at hotmail.com or something, but the the prefix of his email address was strange machine. Uh-huh. Because in I guess in some rush lyrics, like there's some song and it's just Brad, do you know what this is? There's a song about like a guitar no. on a on a like a guitar that washes up on the shore and it's like takes place in the past or the future and, and the lyric is like, What is this strange machine? <laughs> this is exactly why I don't listen to Rush. <laughs> Dave, I love you. Um maybe I'm getting that wrong and if so you need to go I ahead and text it. me right now and I'm it gonna It sounds get like a right. rush lyric. Doesn't it? it? Truly but I mean does. the fact that he would be like make that connection and be like, Yes, my email address is gonna be strange machine. Oh man, rush. Oh Dave. Okay. Let's talk about movies, though. All right. For reals. Show me that show and tell me and let me listen to that smile. Uh-oh. Yep. I threatened us. This is our show and tell segment, and I'm actually bringing show and tell sharing audio today. Remember several weeks ago, maybe months even now, when I promised that I was going to Come get in your face with a Real Housewives soundboard. Oh, you've got a soundboard. The time has come. Are you ready? Uh huh. Why don't you stop getting vaginal rejuvenation and, and put an easy pass on that vagina with your Holland tunnel? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done. I need to start drinking alcohol. Give me one of those bottles. <laughs> <laughs> use in a five minute fight and I'm going to Brad just be warned I don't think that he's good for you how do you know what's just I'm going to cut it here and just go with (laughs) wow And that's 
what I have for you today. I, I thought you were going to come at me like the rest of the world with excerpts from Barbara Streisand's uh, audiobook version of her memoir. I that's coming next. Is it worthy of an entire soundboard? Do you think? From what I yeah. understand, it's worried of it's worthy of many entire yeah. soundboards. Well, this one I was dragging a little bit on getting it to you, so you know everything in due time. But um, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. bring you another one maybe it's a mashup maybe it's a britney barbara mashup well soundboard. yeah you got to get michelle williams yeah. as britney spears love it. and barbara as barbara love it um yeah i mean there's there's so many things that can be used on the soundboard though i ha- you have to appreciate the the real house a lot of it's just screaming i did have to sort through just a lot of screaming to get to you know stop getting vaginal rejuvenation and, and put an easy pass on that vagina with your house <laughs> oh my god what do you even say? What can you even say? There you go. You're welcome. That's what I can say. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. Okay, so uh, we've both been watching a lot of shit, So right? much stuff. So we probably can, let's just abbrevi- we'll abbreviate what we've been watching a bit. Um, just a little bit, right? I've seen Ferrari. Took my dad to see yeah, it. Yeah, I've dad seen movie. that too. Uh, did you like it? I did. I liked it. I liked a lot. it. Okay, but the crash scene is really crazy. It's so good. There's a. There's an. Ins- I'm just going to let everybody know. There's an insane scene in this film that's worth seeing on the big screen, even if you don't like this. Film. And it's super abrupt. It's wild. And crazy. It is. I don't normally say things in movies. You know, I don't normally like bust out with that. You know, I'm not a, a vocal person. I'm trying to allow everybody around me to enjoy. Um, I mean, when I watched Trash Humpers, I did stand up and scream the jokes on us and walk out. Wow. So I have had my moments, but, and that was at South by Southwest during its premiere. So it was a bit of a grandstand, if you will. Harmony Corinne found dead in a ditch. Oh, yeah. He was really upset about it. Um, but no, I, I, I actually, I went, oh, fuck. Yeah. When this scene happened, I couldn't help it. And my, my my favorite is my dad turned to me and he goes, well, that's what happens when you street race. That is true. <laughs> Um, uh, he also every car that came on the screen I had to hear about the year that it was made it's, most of it was probably accurate some of it probably wasn't and you don't know which is which but I did hear about every and then of course the kind of metals that are being used to make the it was a dad experience it is a very it is a very engineer movie yeah very uh, and much. that's one of the things I appreciated about it I also love Penelope Cruz in she the movie. okay she's, she's really good she's so good in this She's so much fun to watch. Yeah. I don't love this film as a whole, but every minute she's on the screen is a great minute to be in to be watching this film. Unfortunately, Uh-oh. Shailene, she's mm, okay. What happened? That's my girl. I love her, but yeah. she is not good in this. She's okay. I like her a little more than the consensus seems to. I don't think she's great. Yeah. If you cast a stronger actress in that role. I think the movie a pops movie. all the more. There's other things that need to happen too. I really like mm. the movie. I, it sounds like I like it a lot more than than you do because it's 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 not my top ten, but it's you you probably like it more. I'm not gonna fight you with it though. I, I did. I had a good time. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I wish there was more racing and less fussing. Um, and I don't ever say stuff like that. Like you'd think I was some kind of dude right now. You heard it here first, folks. Rachel says more more racing, less fussing. Um, Speaking of more fussing, I loved Poor Things. Of course, it's in my top two to three of the year. I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, I saw May December, and um, I I liked it. Nobody else I watched it with liked it. Well, they're mistaken because it's the best. I get. I think it's a. Here's what. Here's what I think. Uh-huh. I, I'm a little irritated that it went straight to Netflix. I think that this, in the context of Netflix, doesn't make any fucking sense. 
I'm very... Or is it Amazon? It's Netflix. I'm very thankful that I saw it in the cinema. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. That's where it's supposed to be seen. Yeah. And the, when you throw... It is weird. It's like, okay, so if you put if you put a piece of art on the wall, the wall you put... Ask any gallery owner. The wall you put it on makes a difference. Yeah. Right? And everybody's going to perceive it related to everything else around it. When you throw a film like this onto Netflix, it's confusing to people. Yeah. I'm just going to straight up say it. You've got to kind of wrap your head around what this thing is, which is kind of making fun of a lot of the things that are around it. That's it at is. least the tone of it. Yes. Um, it, it does something really weird with the the fact that it knows it's playing in this tabloid fo- fo- uh, fodder, that it, it knows where its fuel is coming from, uh-huh. and it just it rings it rings your neck with it. In the first four minutes, you get that tone. I think when she opens the fridge and you get yeah, this really the, dramatic, the dramatic note. sting. Fucking love it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really, really exceptional. It's going to be higher on your list than on mine. It's my number two, Holden Strong. Yeah. I, 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 it's Poor Things is a better film. Poor Things is in my top ten. Yeah, it's not as it's it's probably like five or six yeah. at this current moment. I loved Poor Things though. I and and you know Same. for me, um, Lanthimos, his English language stuff has all been stuff I've liked but not loved. Even the favorite, like I like, I think the favorite. Oh, I love the favorite. I know, I know. I think the, the favorite's, favorite's really good. A great film. I think the lobster and killing of a sacred deer are really good. I think Poor Things is the first English language movie he's made that I've liked as much as as Dogtooth. I think Dogtooth's a better film. I probably do too. But Poor Things, it, it, Dogtooth is a much more fucked up film. Y'all. Yes. Poor Things, uh, there are some, uh, it's not as weird as it could be actually. And that's a strange thing to say about a film that's pretty it's weird. It's real fucking weird. But it could be weird. It could actually yes, be weirder, if that makes sense. Be. It does do some things that kind of root it in in, in a sort of traditional grasp, if you will. Hmm. I, I, I'm not mad at it. No, no. I I. I'm curious to maybe talk more about this movie with you as more people have a chance to see yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I don't think we can go there right this second. But, I, I went into it not knowing exactly what to expect. I didn't uh-huh. read reviews. I didn't go down the rabbit hole with it. I just, of course, I'd seen the I'd seen the trailer, and they do use a lot of the the trailer doesn't do it any any justice because. It, it uses a lot of the zingers in the trailer, and they lose their strength when you've seen them 40 times. Yeah. Um, the dance scene still holds up. That yeah, stuff's really fantastic. still really good and could have gone on for another 20 minutes, and I would have been um, – I would have loved that. I know not everybody else would have, but yeah, I think I think more eyes need to be on it. I think the less you know about this when you go into it, the better off you are. We're holding it over for another week at the cinema. That will be irrelevant to you by the time you hear this podcast. But that also goes to show that we do love this film and that it's doing fairly well for us. It's really great. I, I came out of it convinced that Emma Stone can pretty much do anything. And I think, I think she's picking things that she wants to do yeah. that are smart, that are interesting. I wish her good friend Taylor Swift would lean off some shit a little bit and follow her friend's lead. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's my girl. I'm not I'm not giving her notes. Um, at least not on air. I'll just send those to her directly. Yeah. Text her. Um but I want to point out something else really quickly. I I'm zooming through some things uh-huh. and kind of you know some of it I'd rather talk about later on air, certainly, yeah. but but later because we give more pe- people a little bit more runway to watch stuff. But um speaking of Emma Stone. Are you watching The Curse? I'm watching The Curse. I've only seen the first two episodes. I think it's awesome. I don't know how I feel yet. Yeah. How how many have you seen? I'm at six. Oh, wow. So you're well into it. I'm well into it. I don't know what to make of this thing. I'm really 
I, it's, I, I'm almost always, this is what's interesting. I'm almost always the first one to jump out of an episodic. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm almost the first one to go, fuck you. I've been in this thing for 45 minutes. If I was in a film for 45 minutes and I had six more hours to go, I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah. And so if I'm not loving it at 45 minutes, it can be tough for me. I'm not one when people say, oh, well, you just got to wait till you get to season three. Oh, I got to wait till 40 hours in, right? No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> So, but I, I don't know how I feel about this. There's a lot of things I really, really don't like about it. It is hard to watch. It is uncomfortable. And there's no one in this thing that I like. Not a single sure. fucking person. No, they're all terrible. Um, and, and I can't find my, I'm, I'm, I'm having f- trouble connecting to anything or anyone. And I, I'm assuming that's all by design. We, we know who's behind this thing. Our Zellners, our yeah. Safties. Nathan Fielder. Yeah. But I don't, I ultimately don't know how I feel about it yet. Yeah. Mean spirited little motherfucker. <laughs> right? Yeah. It but is. you're loving it. I, I love the first two episodes because it is so deeply uncomfortable and fucked up. Um, I, I find it difficult to want to sit down and put on an episode because I know it's just going to make me feel that way. Um, which is to its credit, but it doesn't make it like, you know, I get home, I'm just like, I need to relax. Let me pop on an episode of The Curse. Like, no, that's not going to happen. I, yeah, it's not wallpaper. It's not. It's something that you that requires active attention and engagement with. And in reward for your active attention, it's going to make you feel really, really gross and weird. <laughs> it's so, it's so terrible. I mean, so there's, so many, there's so many terrible things happening in this thing. I, I wonder, and I'm not, I, that's the thing, I'm not convinced yet, and I, Need to see it through to the end, I think, before I start mulling over it too deeply. But in some ways, I'm like, are you, is that what's happening? Are you fucking with our feelings about episodic where, you know, part of the whole, part part of the whole, if you, if you, you know, take a master class on episodic writing, right, as opposed to film writing, what you learn is that you want to go character heavy, yeah. right? That epi- most episodics, we connect first with the characters and the story is kind of secondary. It doesn't mean you can't have a shitty story, but it means that you can get away with a lot less work on the story if people are drawn to your characters and we're watching for character development, right? And you have this great sort of roadmap for character development. Well, that, what do you do when you have characters that are really, really unlikable and, that are this dark if you will yeah um and how do you and you can't connect to anybody how do you string it through episodic so is it is it playing with the format completely or is it just having fun i don't know like safety fun it's certainly having a lot of safety fun yeah yeah anyway i'm not sure i can't i can't answer that i don't i mean i would i would imagine it's all by design yeah but it is it really does i it it would i would imagine if you're an episodic watcher and you love episodic it would really make you rethink that format pretty deeply <laughs> am i wrong I, I don't know i don't know i've got uh, a lot of friends who just swear up and down by this thing they love it they think it's amazing i'm not there yet yeah. myself i'm i can see where they're coming from i'm I suspect when I catch up with it, I'll probably be pretty enthralled by it. I really like the first two episodes. I just haven't seen enough of it to know yet. Well, we'll talk soon. Yeah. Anyway, that's those are the things that I've seen. I'm sure that you've seen more. Yeah. I, I've seen uh, a fair number of other things, other contemporary things in theaters that I kind of want to talk about super briefly. I've spent most of my time watching older sort of classics and, you know, we can touch on this some other time. Um, 
I went to see what what do I want to focus on? The Iron Claw I mentioned earlier this episode. And you were um, not I'm just going to say it. You were not excited about this film. When we talked about it initially, you said this is going to be dark, this is going to be sad. I don't think it's going to do terribly well. Yeah. I don't know that you were wrong about any of those things, were you? I mean, I how was do you wrong feel about, about it? it not doing well? It's done doing pretty super good. well. Yeah. Um especially for, you know, a kind of low budget A24 thing. And the movie was a little better than I thought it was going to be. I was worried about it. I didn't think it was going to be bad. The director, Sean Durkin, directed two previous movies I absolutely love, uh, Martha, Marcy May Marlene, and uh, The Nest, which kind of got eaten up by the pandemic. Which we screened. And uh, we screened at the cinema, if you'll remember. I, that Isn't was, that, that weird? Was during, that was during the dark days. Yeah, so. and we had like a, it was capacity 12 or something. Wow. And I actually watched at the cinema. So it's interesting that that, that, that was the same director, because I guess I didn't make that connection. Yeah, I, I love The Nest. I, I really liked The Iron yeah. Claw, though. It's really well performed. Good. I'm happy that, because you weren't, um, you're, you're, I don't think that you thought it was going to be bad. But yeah. I do think you thought it was going to be too sad to kind of want to celebrate it. Maybe. And it is, it is very sad. But it yeah. is, um... You know, there's a lot more going on in that movie than just sort of a relentless sort of push through this family's misery. Uh, the performances are great. I mean, Zac Efron got so built for this thing. Like, he doesn't look human. I don't know if anybody's seen some of this footage, it, probably. I mean, he looks or nuts. Not just from the trailer, but from some of the outtakes and yeah. whatnot. Damn, he looks. He doesn't look like a person. No. He really doesn't. He looks like something else i don't even know what cyborg or and you know good animal for him, in the zoo i guess good for him uh the guy is from it? the bear uh is really great in it and the guy who plays their dad um holt mccallany is really really strong i mean it's just a strong cast all all around so uh worth seeing for sure um at the cinema again by the time this airs yeah. you will have missed it but we are running it at the cinema for a week yeah. yeah, yeah. Worth checking out there. And then finally, I guess the last thing I want to mention, not because I thought it was particularly good, um, is Wonka. I saw Wonka. No. Um, yeah. No. You know. The only Wonka I want to see is at IHOP. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I don't want to see that. Um, I'll, I'll say this. Like, I, I have issues with it. I, it was it two was a little better than I thought it was going to be in that it was not terrible. Mm. I was kind of fearing that, that it was going to be, be terrible. Quote. Uh, I even thought it was going to be terrible. It wasn't. Yeah, even though it comes from my man Paul King, who directed Paddington and Paddington 2, and he brings a lot more of that Paddington spirit to Wonka. Um, and I really didn't dislike Timothy Chalamet. Of course in the you movie. didn't. Of course you didn't. I think he's all right. He's better than I thought he was would be because it's played so sincerely like he's not winking he's not like hey isn't it weird that i'm wonka like he's not doing like that sort of like postmodern winky blockbuster bullshit that so many of these actors especially like the marvel superheroes fall into like whoa look at me who would have thought me timothy chalamet playing willy wonka like there's none of that he takes it completely seriously he goes full sincere theater kid and for the most part it works you know, the songs are a drag is the problem. The oh, songs God. are really, really bad. I didn't bad. even realize. It I guess I wasn't musical. even thinking about it being a musical. Fuck. It is a musical. It is not a, um, I, I just, I didn't think the songs were, were very good at all. The best song is called Pure Imagination, and it's from right. the original movie. Turns so, out it worked the first time. Yeah, so. so they used it again, um, and it worked again. But um, yeah, you know, it's not bad. It's just not. 
it, it just doesn't hit like it should have, but audiences seem to like it. So what the fuck do I know? Um, so yeah, other than that, you know, I got sick over the holidays. I didn't get out to see the color purple. I want to, I still want to, are you going to like that movie? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm worried. Let me know. Cause I like the Spielberg film. All due respect to everything. Yeah. The trailer looks terrible. Y'all it's, you know, my hang up is, and it's a it, it's based on a very successful Broadway musical that's had two successful runs on Broadway. We had the film, and then we had a musical yeah. on Broadway. And now we have let's the, leave it the fuck alone. Well, but but my question, and I haven't seen the musical. the The color purple is really fucked up and intense uh, uh, as yeah, a story. Like exactly is the like you know sure the 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 spielberg film has like moments of uplift especially near the end but like i don't look at that story and be like there's there's a musical in that like let's I, do sophie's choice the musical I'm, that'll be so I'm fun just, like worried just from the concept now that that's due to my own unfamiliarity like i haven't seen the musical i haven't listened to any songs from the musical it could be wonderful i don't know when are you gonna go see this i'm gonna go see it probably this weekend i want you to text me or slack me or however you want to communicate with me and i want you to let me know if you like this because if you like this Uh i'm gonna watch it oh my lord because i can already tell you i'm i mean i can already just tell right i'm gonna watch it okay so that we have something to fight about all right. Okay. And I have fought with you before about shit I haven't seen. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's not beyond me to do that. But it, in this particular instance, with respect to the content, I will watch it. I'm, okay. I'm curious. I I don't know. I, I don't know. It doesn't yeah. look... Well, let's it, see. It doesn't look... The colors are pretty. Bad from the... You know, it looks pretty well mounted as a I'm happy that people film, are excited about it. Uh, from the trailer. And I like a lot of the performers in there. Like Taraji P. Henson. Sure. Like, why not? Sounds great. Coleman Domingo. Give me all that guy you got. Um, no, no. But... Get, you know what? Get back to me. Get yeah. Back to me. I'm going to go me, see it. Let me say this too. This is... We're going a little long here, but uh-huh. it's been a minute. And uh, and it is... It is the season. It's, That's right. It's, it's truffle season slash award season. That's right. And uh, and so let me just ask, mm-hmm. uh, what was your take on the Golden Globes? We mentioned a little <laughs> bit uh, earlier yeah. that, that you... It was a real dud, right? The room, well, the room was too, too packed. They were so immediately resentful of the... MC for the evening, Joe Coy makes a Taylor Swift joke that not that doesn't land. Didn't land. It wasn't even at her expense, but it, it wasn't. Was, it wasn't an offensive joke. No, it wasn't. He didn't go for the like ex boyfriend thing. It was poorly delivered. It was half hearted. The jokes were clearly written by people who had not seen any of the movies. Right. The most egregious example of this is like the hack thing in the the monologue right where he's like oppenheimer huh more like five million hours long i'll finish oppenheimer in 2025 or whatever it's not funny it's not even the longest fucking movie nominated that night right killers of the flower moon is 30 minutes longer it's right there if you're gonna do the hack like movies are too long material at least go for the obvious extremely long choice there instead of the oh man slightly shorter choice i don't understand it and then like the barbie shit like there are jokes to be made about these movies right there are jokes to be made at you know expense of the people involved with these movies you've got a room full of material that's for sure to fall back on like ho oh, oh, ho oh, ho plastic boobs but you, you joke know, like you know what are what's we happening, fucking right? doing they're so 
fucking worried about offending anybody in that room and they're and i think that they're trying to overcorrect from that from ricky gervais right sure and by the way the only time the gold the golden globes are actually funny he 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 skewered everyone Tina and it was Fey and amy poehler were okay good. okay exactly they're 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 ter- but they're terrific anytime they do sure. anything yeah and really the only i thought the only people who even took the stage who were funny at all were um was will ferrell and, and Kristen wig Kristen wig who were hilarious they're just but, naturally but also silly, they're funny ju- people but also like that not everybody could have pulled off the content that, that they had, right? Like no. they, they are just funny, funny people. So there you go. Um, surprise, those two people were funny. Yeah. But everybody else fell flat. It was weird. There was a disconnect between the teleprompter and the face. Yeah. That was I don't know what all weird. the fuck was going on. And the room was too small. People couldn't get to the damn stage. I know. Now, the winners, by and large, not embarrassing. Actually, not a bad group of winners. Some nice acceptance speeches here and there. You know, it was nice to to see Robert Downey Jr. get to charm that room. Lily Gladstone gave a great performance. She's an excellent, deserving winner for a really great performance. Um, look, like I, I got no beef with with like pretty much any of the film awards they handed out, with possible exception of giving Barbie that made up box office achievement bullshit that they're just that like was invented. Weird. Like, okay. You made a lot of money. Let's give you an award. And if you're going to do that, and you invite Taylor Swift to give that the party, award to Taylor give Swift. that award to Taylor you know, Swift. It, what it, are we fucking doing? It, it felt to me so much like, let's just get Taylor Swift in this room. We can cut to her every 20 minutes and keep people happy. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it was The nonsense. fucking whole thing was a disaster. Yeah, it was really bad. It was a terrible show terribly hosted with some surprisingly decent winners like i'm i'm happy that anatomy of a fall won for screenplay to be honest and yeah yeah, chilling murphy for for oppenheimer deserving winner you know like i i I got no problem with a lot of that stuff but what a what a drag what a what a drag so prediction really quickly are the oscars going to be a total bummer I mean, as if, an award if show, you, if you don't like Oppenheimer, yes, because uh, okay, you think Oppenheimer's it's going to clean up, cleaning up this year. Uh, it is, it is just a matter of if it's going to win like five to nine Oscars. Yeah, it's you know. Well, there's your prediction. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you're hearing us talk right now about the Golden Globes and you didn't watch them, I bet the last thing you're thinking is, "Damn, I missed that. I should have been. I should have been tuned in." It um, was it was Dullesville. It was bad. It was bad. But uh, yeah, movies they're good. Yeah, and we've been watching all kinds of things as you can hear, including lengthy bad award shows. Well, thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast, where your own personal cinematic fried macaroni and cheese pops Ugh. and twenty four carat gold burger. Where is this? Okay. Okay. You had to ask, right? Yeah. So this is a place called the Sugar Factory. No. Yes. There's one in Times Square, and there's Ugh. also one at the Foxwoods Casino, which would be my preferred location. Sure. As yeah. well as a long drop down of other places that look to be, you know, casinos and whatnot. I want to tell you, though, a little bit, y'all. This 24 karat gold covered signature Sugar Factory Monster Burger. And by the way, if you're listening and you're not driving, now would be a good time to just Google that because I'm telling you it's going to be worth the two seconds it takes you to to get an image up of what this thing looks like. It's absolutely insane. Again, the 24 karat covered signature factory Monster Burger um, from the Sugar Factory. Okay. And so here's the description. It is... Dripping and 24 karat gold leaf, 
serve with freshly dusted golden french fries and a 24-karat golden milkshake, along with gold-draped chocolate donut with whipped cream. Great. I, I don't have the calorie count on this, I'm sure you can imagine, but 6, I do 000. have the price point. Okay. It is, and you do get this fries, the dusted fries and all this with it. It all comes together on, on a plate. It's a meal, if you would, kind of like when you go to McDonald's and you get a meal deal. Uh-huh. Um, this one, though, comes in at $125. Get the fuck out of here. So there's that. There's that. Yep. All right. And then the fr- fried macaroni and cheese pops, because you do have to make a decision here. Again, I'm just encouraging everybody to image search. Not the fried macaroni and cheese pops. They're exactly what you think they look like. But the Goldberger, just trust me on this. Um, fried macaroni and cheese pops are breaded and deep fried macaroni and cheese because we should be doing that as a as a population. Served with creamy marinara basil sauce. So, have you image searched? Because you may need to do that in order to let me know whether or not you're going to be the 24K gold burger or the fried mac and cheese pops. Well, which this, sounds disgusting. the burger doesn't look like food. It doesn't look like food. It looks absolutely insane. Am I wrong? It it looks demented. It's wild. It is wild. This is like uh, no. Um, I mm-mm. okay. You're going. You're going mac cheese pop. I have to because this is a nightmare. Twenty four karat gold. I'll take it. I want to be a hundred twenty five dollar burger over a macaroni and cheese pop. But it's like it's wrapped in foil. It's but weird. You eat it. It's so weird looking. Anyway, this is like the hamburger version of that uh, Targaryen uh, brother at, in the first season of Game of Thrones who gets the molten gold board on his head. It, Every, anybody yeah. remember that? Yep. Brad is. Uh, Brad remembers. Yep. Listen, y'all know where this is going, right? Because I, at first I was like, okay, well maybe if it's a birthday, maybe I, I was like kind of going down that road of like it's weird. It would be weird to eat it. Like who? Like how do you stay in business when this is? Your, I just kind of was, you know, who's going to come in here? And then it hit me. Uh-oh. They doing it for the gram. Yeah, of course. So they're selling these hand over fist, as they say. De- guarantee it, because you get in there and you get your picture. You're doing it for the gram. Yeah, I don't like it. So I did ask in the meeting today, can we put one of these on the menu? <laughs> Even if we have to use paint. Like, we may not be able to afford all this gold. <laughs> like, whatever. Just paint it. It's just for the gram anyway. If somebody eats it and gets sick, fuck them. You know? um, yeah, this burger is not <laughs> you ate edible. A gold burger, you this idiot. is just for taking <laughs> photos with. Oh, I'm just kidding. We would never say that about any of our customers. Just, but also, don't eat a gold burger, please. I'll say that about Sam, though. Yeah, I'll say it about Sam Boom. too. Sam, 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 dead Sam, in a ditch. do it for the ground. Sam found dead in a ditch. Whoa! Um, all right, so. Um, <laughs> What do we say here at he's the end? Thanks to, to you. No, he's yeah, not. Thanks to Batwell Studios. Thanks to Batwell Studios. Thanks to you, the listener. Um, Sugar Factory, give us a ring-a-ding. Or visit SidewalkFest.com <laughs> and, and buy us. tickets to see a movie with us. Gold burger, gold finger. <laughs> We're just going to end the podcast on that. <laughs> There's no topic. That was that. the plan. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.